lockdown. And if you've not read, um, or not read, if you've not listened to my talk that's on our SoundCloud account uh, called uh, COVID-19 and Sustaining Through the Season of Trauma, I would encourage you to do that because it's really the, the basis, the foundation uh, for what we're going to uh, talk about the next few weeks, just so you know that that's, uh, that that's happening. Um, and so, and each, uh, I gave you some strategies in that talk. I gave some strategies about how we sustain as Christians. And so each week in this sustain series in the House of Prayer, I'm going to be taking some time to talk through those various strategies and how we can begin to implement them right now in our lives. Because we need to do this. We need to understand that the world is going through a serious trauma that is emotional, it's social, it's economic, it's physical, and it's spiritual. And this trauma makes a lot of it makes people vulnerable to attacks of the demonic in their lives, including Christians. We see these attacks in things like fear and anxiety. So it, it, it makes us susceptible, makes people susceptible to demonic attacks. It also makes us more susceptible to spiritual and personal and emotional turmoil in our lives. Um, and, uh, and also, for us as Christians, it does present an opportunity for us to share the good news about Jesus with our friends, with our coworkers, even as we practice social distancing, uh, there will be a new openness that comes out of this for people to hear about Jesus. And so we need to be ready, and we need to be sustaining ourselves through that. Uh, so the first week, last week, the first week in this series, I talked about what it meant to sustain and looked at some scriptures. Last week, I talked about the need for us to worship daily. We need to, every day, to center our minds, our lives on Jesus Christ, to worship Him, to honor Him, to remind ourselves that God is the sovereign Lord of the universe and that God is the one that's in charge of our lives and in charge of this situation. And now today I'm going to talk about the, the second strategy, which is pray continuously. Pray continuously. And, and before I read the scripture, I'm going to pray. Father God, thank you so much for the privilege of gathering together wherever we are, uh, for having the technology that we have so that we can continue to meet. We can continue to worship you. We can continue to seek your face. We can continue to honor you. We can continue to have corporate worship even as we do so over the Internet. Now, I pray, Father God, that you give me the right words to say and help me to express them clearly so that people can implement them in their lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. I was just demonstrating for everybody the appropriate way to cough. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to read off my little sheet here. Uh, this is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 14 to 21 in the English Standard Version. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, 
but test everything, hold fast what is good. I mean, this whole passage is filled with very, very powerful encouragement and instruction for us. Uh, admonish the idle, you know, being locked up in our homes is no excuse to be lazy. Uh, encourage the faint-hearted, a lot of people want to quit, we need to encourage one another. Help those who are weak, I know that there are people in City Temple that are reaching out uh, to help friends, to help colleagues, to help others that come to City Temple uh, with some practical needs, I mean we're doing those kinds of things. Uh, going down, you know, don't quench the Holy Spirit, don't despise prophecies, we really need to, to have the prophetic word, but we need to test everything. I mean, there is so much junk that is there right now. We do need to test everything that's out on the Internet. I've heard some really scandalous things from Christians uh, just over the last couple of weeks. It's amazing. But our focus here is this, this one part of the verse, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. If we are going to sustain through this season, we must pray. We must learn how to pray without ceasing. But how do you do that? I mean, I remember as a kid when I heard pray without ceasing, I thought that's absolutely impossible. In my mind, uh, it meant that I would have to kneel down by my bedside continuously 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just saying, Father God, I pray, and just babbling off stuff. Uh, and I thought that that's what it meant to pray without ceasing. But I don't think that that's what Paul was talking about here. Um, obviously, none of us could pray without ceasing in that way. So I'd like to suggest a few things here to help us learn how to pray without ceasing. The first is a bit of a reminder we pray as part of the larger body of Christ. We pray as part of the global church of Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, right now, around the world, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, somewhere a Christian is praying. Somewhere they are calling out to God. And we are spiritually connected with that Christian who is praying because we are all one spirit in Jesus Christ. We are united with Jesus and we're united with one another. So one of the ways that we pray without ceasing is as we pray, we do so remembering we're part of the global church of Jesus Christ. You might not pray 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but I guarantee you right now, somebody is praying, and around the world, the church is praying without ceasing, and you are part of the church. And so when you pray, remembering that you're part of the church, this is not just your own personal uh, activity. You do this as part of the larger church of Jesus Christ, and when you pray in that way, you are praying without ceasing. So every time you pray, you need to remember your brothers and sisters in Christ all around the globe right now who are praying along with you. That's one of the ways that we pray without ceasing. A second way that we pray without ceasing is we cultivate an ongoing sense of God's presence with us. You know, God is present with you whether you feel like it or not. 
God is present with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And what we need to do is cultivate a sense that as we walk through the streets, uh, for us here in London, as we walk through the streets of London, we are walking with God, or actually God is walking with us. And we need to be on the alert that God is with us all the time, and therefore we don't have to wait till we get home. Simply when anything comes into our mind, we can just lift it up in prayer. Uh, we don't have to kneel down. We don't have to make a big deal out of it. Make it conversational. Uh, even as I was walking to church today, Karen and I were walking through a, a, a neighborhood, neighborhood street, and we say, Lord God, just bless this street with your presence. Bless the street with peace, uh, with love, with joy, with health in this time. Uh, and so we were just praying as we walked along. And we do that because we're cultivating a sense of God's presence with us continuously. A very uh, famous uh, Brother Lawrence, I almost said Brother Andrew, that's the wrong brother. Uh, Brother Lawrence, uh, a monk, wrote this uh, great little book, Practicing the Presence of God. And he would talk about how he would pray as he would do dishes, uh, pray as he went about his chores, uh, that what he was doing, he was cultivating a sense that God was with him continuously, kind of like a friend, and he could speak to him at any moment. And we need to cultivate that sense of God's presence, especially right now. You know, I look right here in London. There are so many spiritual forces trying to create fear, trying to create anxiety, trying to create distress, trying to create disruption. And we need to be aware that God is with us. So if we perceive any of that fear, stress, anxiety, disruption, we pray and we do so uh, immediately. Uh, I, I have to admit, uh, a few weeks ago, I was a bit humbled on this count because we had some people that were congregating outside our home late at night uh, on, uh, I believe it was a Friday night, it might have been a Saturday night. It seemed like they were selling drugs. They certainly were, there were a couple of people, they were a bit loud, they were uh, a bit drunk, and it felt like they were a bit violent, frankly. Uh, it didn't feel safe, uh, and I kept thinking, come on, guys, just move it on, you know, because Karen was in bed, she was asleep, I knew it would wake her up, which it did eventually, uh, and then I thought, well, okay, do I call the police? And I thought, well, no, uh, I, you know, the police, uh, they really won't come in this kind of situation, it's not quite serious enough. Then I thought, do I go outside and ask them to move on? Uh, and I felt a bit nervous about that. Normally I'm not, but this time I felt a bit nervous and fearful. And then Karen came down, and she felt the same way. And so we're really wrestling here what to do. And then all of a sudden, this is about an hour into this uh, journey, all of a sudden it occurred to us, you know, you should pray. And we had just said, you know, in the name and authority of the Lord Jesus, I bind and rebuke any kind of demonic spirit that's there, and I command it to leave now. And Father, I pray that you'd move these people on. And within 30 seconds, they left. And it was extraordinary. And here I'm like, duh, why didn't I do this an hour ago? But I didn't do it because I wasn't cultivating that sense of God's presence and that sense of what's going on. And another thing, along with that, we need to cultivate a greater sensitivity to the Holy Spirit as we go about our day-to-day -day lives. Frankly, if I would have taken a moment, instead of trying to figure this out myself, 
and said, Holy Spirit, what should I do about these guys congregating in front of my house? I am convinced the Holy Spirit would have said, well, you've got authority in Christ. Take that authority, pray, cast out the demons, and pray that they'd be moved on. And they, and they would have been moved on probably an hour sooner than they actually were. And right now, we are in a dangerous season. Now, most of us may not get COVID-19. Certainly, most people, even who do get COVID-19, won't get seriously ill. Only about 20% get seriously ill. But right now, we need to be listening to the Holy Spirit continuously. And if the Holy Spirit says, now is the time to go to the supermarket, now is the time to get your essentials, now is the time to go out for your exercise, then you need to listen to the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit says, don't do that right now, you need to listen to the Holy Spirit not to do that. Uh, about a week ago, Karen and I needed to go out and do some major essential shopping. Uh, and we decided to go to one of these big box uh, stores that we have a membership to, uh, as well as to one of those German supermarket chains. Uh, and uh, initially, we went up to the big box store, and the queue was 750 meters. Uh, no, no kidding, just to get in. And we said, there's no way we're going to stand through that. So we, we just prayed, and we said, okay, Father, which one of these German supermarkets should we go to? We have a few options. And we felt a nudge, uh, and it was a, a further away than some of the closer ones, but we went ahead and followed the nudge. We got to the German supermarket. There was absolutely nobody waiting to get inside. We walked right in uh, and got everything we needed, and when we came out, a queue had formed. Uh, then going back, uh, we had to go back by the big box shop, so I said, you know, I'm going to try one more time. I just felt like I shouldn't pass it. I should go right there. Went there. Again, we walked right inside, no queue whatsoever. When we came out, there was a huge queue. Now, I'm not going to say that that's going to happen to me all the time uh, or that it will happen to you all the time, but what God was reminding me of there is that I need to be, as I'm praying without ceasing, I need to cultivate listening for what God might tell me. I need to be listening on an ongoing basis. And I think the final thing I'd suggest here. So praying without ceasing, remembering that you're praying as part of the body of Christ. You know, when you pray in your home, if you're part of City Temple, you're part of this church. You're praying as part of City Temple. You're praying as part of the body of Christ. So remembering that, praying without ceasing is cultivating a sense of God's presence with you so you'll engage with him conversationally throughout the day. Praying without ceasing is also cultivating a greater sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Make sure that you listen to him for your opportunities as well as for warnings in your life. And then a final thing I'd say, praying without ceasing doesn't negate the need to pray daily in a disciplined manner. Uh, for me, when I first get out of bed in the morning, uh, I go directly. I, I know that God doesn't mind my bad breath. So I don't even brush my teeth or anything. I go directly into my prayer room, and I spend my time praying, and I have to do that. Uh, and I make it a discipline because I've learned that if I don't do that first thing, most of the time I'll forget later on. And so that's part of my discipline, making that daily time for prayer. And I, I don't say how long that needs to be. It doesn't have to be in the morning. It can be at noon. It can be in the evening. Um, you know, it can be 
in, in the middle of the night, you know, wh- however God works in your life for whatever length of time. But as we pray without ceasing, we must continue to develop our prayer discipline so that we have focused, set-aside time to seek the Lord, to lift our requests to Him, to give Him thanks, and to give Him praise. So these are the ways that we can pray without ceasing. And if we are going to sustain through this season of COVID-19, we must practice praying without ceasing. Father God, I pray that you'd show each of us how to implement these things in our lives so that we will be a church, we will be a people of God who pray without ceasing. I thank you and I praise you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen.